From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to this week's edition of Money in the Bank. I am one of your Panther Brawl hosts, Jeff Taylor. It's part of the Brawl Network. And of course, we do this Money in the Bank every week, trying to bring you information, just keeping you up to date with football. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Reggie Walker. He's a good friend of mine. We've done some stuff together. Reggie played at Penn State. Uh, he is also the TV analyst for the Charlotte 49ers and also the radio uh, radio analyst for Gardner-Webb. So, Reggie, first of all, thanks for your time. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I tell you, it's an interesting time right now, right? Like football, what's going to happen? What's it going to look like? It's just a really interesting time right now. Uh, but I think the most important thing for everybody is to focus on what's most important, which is the, the safety and health of their own family. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you- It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Do this first. I don't know about you, but over the past few months, um, after Cam and the Panthers kind of parted ways, as the as the months went on, I, I was beginning to question whether or not he would even have a job in the NFL this season. Um, over the last few months, did you ever think that at all that Cam maybe would not be playing? No, I had a feeling he would. I, I thought what would happen is he would be one of those guys that someone picked up um, due to an injury in training camp. Uh, I knew he would get a job at some point. The thing that I thought was interesting, and this is what I kind of told everybody, and that was always my stance on it, was there was a lot of plausible deniability, right? So there are things that surround Cam, whether you believe it or not, there are around the league. There are character things that people talk about with him. I get it. It was easy for teams to say, we don't know if he's healthy and not have to address anything else because of the pandemic and not being able to see him. Because you notice a lot of players were able to get physicals and go visit teams and do different things in certain ways. But all of a sudden, no one was able to make that work with him. I thought that was interesting, but I thought it also was less about, uh, or I shouldn't say less, but I still thought that there were probably maybe 30% of it was the quote character or the person that he is. And 70% of it was, we don't know if he's healthy, but they just wrote out the health part because it was easier and guess what? Safer. Right. Absolutely. So he ends up signing with the Patriots, which a lot of people call the evil empire, call it whatever you want. Um, That was probably for me, as it started, the last place I thought he would go just because of the system they've run with Tom Brady, with Josh McDaniels. Um, What type of job now does Josh McDaniels have to do in terms of Cam, I mean, do they completely blow up the offense? Because you're going from one extreme to the other. 
Um, how do how, how is how's Cam going to fit with New England? I, I think he'll fit okay. Uh, I, and and I'm going to use an example here, but you got to stay with me on the example. Remember, Josh McDaniels is a guy who drafted Tim Tebow in Denver. Him and Mike McCoy built the system. Now, by the time Josh McDaniels was fired, because I think he was like 11 and 17, which it wasn't a good football team in general at that time anyway. But I think he was 11 and 17 or 11 and 18, something like that, his career record there. Um, And he left it to John Fox was the head coach, but McCoy uh, was still the offensive coordinator. And they found a way to win a playoff game with Tim Tebow with a with an offense that was architected if you will if that's a word the architect of that offense was josh mcdaniels along with mccoy so that tells you right there that josh mcdaniels can figure out ways to win think about it at one point they were playing with randy moss pushing the ball down the football field then they went to all the tight ends with aaron hernandez and gronk and and they were throwing the ball to the tight ends in the intermediate game then they had the west welker years and the edelman years and 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 where they're throwing the ball short, Rex Burkhead, James White, throwing the ball short. So they do whatever works for their personnel. Uh, my only concern is, and and, and, and I've said this um, to some people, and, 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 and look, I'm not going to question that Cam has had, has an enormous skill set if he's healthy. But the one thing I've always wondered was his ability to process information. This is an offense in New England. That at one point, remember an all-pro in Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, whatever his name is now, <laughs> couldn't pick up the offense. And I remember a couple of years ago, right here in Carolina, where the, the headset communication went out. And Cam Newton, they had to take a penalty because he could not call a play on his own. Right. And to me, you're a quarterback of an organization. He'd been here since 2011, number one pick in the draft. MVP, Super Bowl appearance in 2015. I don't care who the offensive coordinator is. You have to be able to at least call a, a, an off-tackle running play right. from the top of your head. So that concerns me a little bit because if he had that kind of an issue in an offense and in a game, how is he going to pick up what many say is a complex offense that Josh McDaniels runs? Now, at the same time, does he have the skill set to do a lot of the things that they're going to want to do? Absolutely. They're still going to get the ball out quickly. They're still going to make sure his completion percentage is higher than it generally is by getting the ball out quick, creating matchups. One thing that I feel like the Patriots do better than most football teams, they use motion on offense to get information. Some people just run, use motion because that's what the play is called. The Patriots use motion to get information. Are you in man? Are you in zone? Are you sliding? Are you, are you, changing gaps on your defensive line based on the run strength. They're looking at all of that to get information. And then they, then they all know what their side adjustments are off of that. Got it. So one final question regarding Cam, and then we can move on. But um, two parts, actually. Does Cam start week one? And the second part of it is, who has the better season? If he starts week one and plays all 16 games, whatever the season may look like, who has the better season, Cam or Tom Brady? I'll answer the second one first. I think it's going to be Tom Brady, and here's why. Mike Evans is 6'5". O.J. Howard. Cameron Bray. Rob Gronkowski. uh, They got another big receiver down there, Chris Godwin. Yep. You start looking at all those weapons, and you go, all he's got to do is get rid of it. Right. Just get rid of it. Here's the thing. When he had Randy, Tom could just step back and throw it as far as he could. Right. 
Now with Mike Evans, step back. If he's near the sideline, throw it as high as you can. Either Evans is going to catch it or it's going out of bounds. Right. <laughs> and Tom will take care of the football. I mean, this is a, I mean, look at the Tampa's passing offense last year. And Jameis threw the ball to the other team 30 times. Yep. Thir if Tom does half of that. Right. And, and think about that. 50, we're saying 15 interceptions would be good. Right. Yeah. If Tom does half of that, they're going to be in a better spot in terms of wins and losses. Right. Now, the numbers may look different. Who knows? Um, but but I, I also don't think Cam has as many guys in New England that you can throw a five-yard pass to and they're going to turn it into 80. James White could do it. Maybe Edelman here or there, but that's about it. There's no one that flat out scares you with their straight line speed um, and the receiving core of New England consistently. Now, Nikhil Harry, we'll see what he becomes, uh, but they're still waiting on him a little bit. Mohamed Sanu is a good football player, uh, but I, I'm not sure that the New England has a number one. And I think that's their issue. Who's the number one? Who's the guy that Cam can lean on? Now, as it relates to him starting week one, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I think because right now there's there's some discussion out there that we're not going to have a preseason. I think that hurts Cam. If there's no preseason, that's a problem because he's not going to have a chance to really get in there against, for lack of a better term, live fire in practice and really get a chance to see how he reads things and reacts to things. So I think it'll be tougher for Bill Belichick to install him as the starter day one, if that is the case. I'm not saying it won't happen, but I think as long as there's no preseason, I think we're closer and closer to Cam not being the day one starter. Right, which kind of helps segue into the rest of this conversation. Uh, another couple questions for you. So let's say there is no preseason. Um, right now they've gone from four games to two, but let's say there's no preseason whatsoever. Um, you look at the Panthers, they are young, well, especially on defense. Um, how tough is it going to be on Matt Rule as a, as a first-time head coach in the NFL if there's no preseason, you've had no OTAs, no mini camps? How tough of a job does Matt Rule have in front of him if there's a season but there's no preseason? How tough is it going to be for him? I don't know if there could be a tougher job, particularly defensively, because they're young. And I've said – this is a football team that, and I, and I always believe this, you draft defense and you go get free agents on offense. And the reason why is because offensive guys, you need to know that a guy can process the information. If he's been productive elsewhere, chances are he can process that information. Defensive players, it's about development, staying in a system and, and, and continuing to grow. So you want to get them younger. And plus, there are more positions of financial premium on offense than they're on defense right so it's easier to build in the draft because if you find a pass rusher and a corner in the draft everything else can be young piecemeal guys and they can figure it out you don't have to pay eight guys on defense on offense you got to pay the quarterback you have to pay your number one receiver you have to pay a left tackle and at this point you got to either pay a tight end or a running back too or you're going to get beat right so the math says I'll go draft defense. And so I like that. But what happens is they're going to need that time to gel and grow together. I, what I do like is the linebacking group. Because you have a group and, and whether they go back to a 4-3 or whatever they do with Brian Burns and all these different pieces, you like. Remember, Christian Miller played pretty well for them coming off the edge last year. Right. Brian Burns can play off the edge. He had some good moments. That defense, you've got Shaq. You know his versatility. You know his speed sideline to sideline. And then, oh, by the way, you go pick up Whitehead from the Raiders. 
I don't care who you are. You lead your team in tackles in the NFL. You're right. a pretty good football player. Yeah, so absolutely. that kid is not a bad player. So I think defensively, they've got something. To, it, I'm not suggesting they have Luke. Right. Right. But they have a good group of linebackers, I think, that they can build around and a young defensive line that they can add to. I love Eter Grossmatos, and I know most people are going to be like, well, of course you would say that. You're a Penn State guy. Well, here's what I can tell you. <laughs> most people will tell you, if you go back and look at what's happened with the Panthers, they will tell you that they wish they would have paid KK and Star. Right. And some of the comparisons I've heard about Eter Grossmatos are he's a star type of player. Well, guess what? That's a positive. You got Derek Brown also up front who can be a disruptor as well. Um, so all of a sudden you start adding these pieces. If Brian Burns develops and becomes the edge rusher you want, Christian Miller we talked about as well. All of a sudden you've got some pieces that you can get after the quarterback a little bit and allow that younger secondary to figure some things out. Got it. Cool. One final question for you. So in terms of the offensive side of the ball, you bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I personally think that this is going to be a competitive football team, especially on the offensive side of the ball, because I think you've got a guy who has proven he can win football games. He knows that division. How much confidence do you have in Teddy Bridgewater this year leading that offense? I, I actually have a lot of confidence in Teddy. I'm, I'm a big Teddy guy. Uh, I've told people, I, I first met, let me, I'll tell you a story. I first met Teddy Bridgewater uh, in Charlotte, actually. Uh, um, Louisville was here to play in the Belt Bowl. They played NC State. Yep. Um, and their running backs coach at the time and special teams coordinator was a guy by the name of Kenny Carter. Uh, he was the wide receivers coach at Penn State when I was there. So that was the connection. Had a chance to talk to Teddy. His maturity and his knowledge of the game was all already up here. And it's done nothing but grow. It's unfortunate for him. Everybody felt like the corner was turned the year he got hurt in Minnesota. He's come back from that injury. He played well uh, with the Saints last year. And so I think it's a good fit. And if you actually do the math, he's he's making a little bit more, right, than Patrick Mahomes over the next couple of years. Right. Ironically. Right. No, yeah. That contract is. So I think Teddy's going to be a, a solid uh, a quarterback for them. I think the key is, and we know this, the, the offensive line has been horrendous the last couple of years, which is why Cam is no longer here. That It's, it's simply put, because if Cam were healthy, they would have been better. Right. And if and if 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 they would have been able to protect him, he would have been healthy. So the math says that's part of the reason Cam is not here. I think if the offensive line is better and improved with Teddy Bridgewater, I think they'll be a pretty good offensive team. I love the addition of Robbie Anderson gives them a bigger target to go with DJ Moore and and Curtis Samuel, because I will say this. People can say what they want. But one of the things that hurt Cam eventually, and I know people around here don't love this name I'm about to bring up but when Kelvin Benjamin left and then and 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 you add in uh 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 I'm thinking of the big guy who went to college at Michigan now I'm drawing a blank on his name the other big receiver they had the big receivers here oh uh, uh, yeah yeah that's how important they, he was <laughs> they had two six five receivers and when you're a quarterback like Cam that often throws the ball high a six five receiver helps you all of a sudden, you're throwing to DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, two guys that are under 6'2". It's it's hard to be perfectly accurate. So I think adding Robbie Anderson with those two guys with their speed on the outside, I think if they can develop the tight end position, that creates situations where if McCaffrey does release, he's one-on-one. -on -one. 
Right. Because I, you can basically turn Robbie Anderson into uh, what Minnesota did years and years ago. I'm not calling him Randy Moss, but he's got the height and the speed to take two safeties with him. You let DJ and Curtis play one-on-one with corners. And now, whether it's Ian Thomas or whoever at the tight end position, they can work the middle of the field against a linebacker. And McCaffrey's one-on-one with a linebacker. That's the scenario that you want. Every single day and twice on Sunday. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Reggie Walker, thanks for your time, man. I greatly appreciate it. Um, Best of luck with everything you're doing with the 49ers, Gardner-Webb. Our friendship, dude, um, stay safe. I'm hoping and praying there's football. Um, I'm starting to doubt a little bit more, but, you know, uh, let's just keep everybody safe. And if we have to put it off to spring or next year, um, you know, it's it's better that we have it at some point than not at all. But uh, blessings to you, man. I appreciate your time. And everybody out there in Pantherland, until next time, keep pounding. all your entertainment options centered with Xfinity X1. Access live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock. Ah, streaming zen. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods.